Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Welcome to D3 Division three wrestling fans. It's been a busy start to 2024. We've had a lot of competitions these first few weeks in January, and we are here to talk about, discuss, recap it all, starting with the 2024 national duels. Then we will follow that up with the... Bud Whitehill National Duels, hosted by Lycoming College. And then we will touch on the Virginia Duels, which was not a full Division Three bracket, but a lot of Division Three teams were there and did very well. But the bulk of this episode, we will look at the National Duel bracket. And for the fans that don't know, it was back in Iowa this year at University of Northern Iowa in the UNI Dome. And I heard it was a great venue, a lot of competitions yeah, competition going out there. And due to location, you do have a lot of Midwest teams in this field just because the cost is a lot better. But you do have East Coast teams getting out there and uh, doing their thing. And, um, and yeah, and right away, just looking at the bracket – Division three, like we usually discuss, the biggest bracket, 24 teams. So we actually have a prelim round going into the uh, round of 16 and then into the quarterfinals. So prelim round, nothing crazy. Round of 16, you saw the first few couple of upsets. And what were those uh, couple upsets there, G? Yeah, uh, obviously the two that stand out are uh, Castle uh, Wisconsin Whitewater over Castleton, nineteen to twelve. So the Castleton was the sixth seed, and then Wabash knocked off TCNJ, who was the seventeen. So those uh, those are pretty big upsets, and uh, you know the Wisconsin Whitewater fans slash coaches uh, reached out to me. They were not happy that. They thought we were counting on that, but I did mention to them, if you listen to the episode carefully last time, we did not see the matchups. All we saw were the seeds. The brackets weren't released until after the episode. So, you know, if we did see that, we knew it would be a good matchup. I mean, the the, the WEAC conference is a very good conference. Whitewater's always a very good program and, uh, you know, a really good win for them. And then their quarterfinals match was an old uh, WEAC affair with lacrosse so um and then uh wabash knocked off tc and j 25 16 so you know really uh really tight tightly contested matches i mean ball and wallace over luther was 22 16 north central over dubuque was 25 15 johnson and wales over co was 23 21 so first round was fireworks yeah, a lot of good results early on, round 16. Going back to the match you were talking about, Wisconsin-Whitewater versus Castleton. 
And uh and yeah, we've been very high on Castleton, like uh like we should. I mean, they were they were on a hot streak and you know, wrestle a pretty tough schedule and uh have been doing really, really big things, but but man, Whitewater just took it to them and uh jumped out to an early lead. They won they won six of four. Yeah, the six four match split, but they won one bonus six, six of the first seven. Yes, six of the first seven. To kind of put a staple on that, um, uh, upsets at 125, 157, 174, um, and uh, 141 was uh, pretty tight, too, between two nationally ranked guys and Rodriguez and Fortugno. So, so yeah, and then Whitewater, I think probably the craziest result uh from day one was Whitewater lacrosse. Whitewater was yes. up 20 to 7 at 184. One win basically clinches the duel. 184 goes into a sudden victory. Lacrosse gets that matchup. And then lacrosse is pretty pretty loaded up top. And they get bonus points at 97 and heavyweight to come back and steal that duel. So uh, Whitewater came out guns a blazing, and uh, you know they were a couple points away from solidifying a top four finish at the national duels. So coming in as the 11 seed, um, they uh they've really they really impressed. Obviously, they they jumped up. They they did secure a top eight finish. They finished in eighth. They lost their rematch with Castleton later on, um, which actually happened twice. Johnson Wales beat Co first round, then Co beat them in the fifth and sixth place match, and then um, Whitewater beat uh, Castleton in round sixteen and lost in seventh and eighth. And uh, that Conti semi match between Castleton and Johnson Wales we could potentially see this weekend too at the New England duels. They'll probably be the top two seeds. Uh, but though although you can't count Coast Guard either, so they got. Yeah, I would say Coast Guard will be them. They'll be three probably, right? Coast yeah, those Guard. are probably the top three. Then throw Springfield into the mix. Um, so New England duels will have some pretty high level uh, dual meets as well. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty close. But um, credit yeah, to right. credit to our rankings committee, the seeds uh held true. Shocking enough, the way the the final results. Minus, uh, so the top four seeds were the top four, but we did have a flip flop in the dual meet ranking. The dual meet champs ended up going to Wartburg, knocking off the returning national champs and national dual champs, uh, Augsburg. Um, yeah, the Bergs 21 19, another uh, another classic match between those two storied programs. Um, both of them, um, you know, had pretty smooth sailing to the semis and then Augsburg dominated North central 37, 11 and uh Warburg was pushed by lacrosse, but they, they pulled it out. They won uh 20 to 17. And then like you just said, uh, they knocked off Augsburg 21, 19 in the finals. Yeah. So before we jump to uh, the finals and talk about that, that battle of the Berg uh, matchup, which we will see again on January, I believe January 26th. So next week, Next Friday, they have the annual annual battle of Burry, which will be in Minneapolis. So um the bell will be on the line and they'll be wrestling each other again. So I'm sure it's gonna be another another great event for Division Three wrestling. And 
another high-level dual meet that we'll be checking out. But before we get to that, there was some individual results, uh, some shakeup, um, especially at the 125 weight class. So Brady Kuntz uh, is back in for the University of Dubuque. Um, so he jumps in and he knocked off uh, Decatur. Christian Guzban um, from North Central solidified the number one spot ranking for him. He knocked off the Decatur as well. Both were takedown matches. So one, two, three um, at 125 is pretty uh, heavily contested. Pretty tight right there. Um, Coons didn't wrestle Guzman. Coons did not wrestle Guzman, but they're in the same regional. That regional is going to be pretty, pretty tough at 125. You have Bazzoli from Milliken, returning All-American. Coons returning All-American. And uh, Guzman returning All-American. And then you also have Levy from Warburg, who's also very tough. And then probably another handful of guys, too. So, I mean, three returning All-Americans in that weight class alone for the lower yeah. Midwest. Um, pretty tough regional. So, yeah, with Coons coming back, uh, that definitely makes that regional pretty, pretty, pretty deep. But um, – And then we – I don't know if we said or – I mean, I think people are realizing. I think Fry is staying up at 33. I don't know if that's – been i don't I know if that's been confirmed yet or not you know i mean i've heard i've heard he is weighing in still pretty light for 33 but um robbie Preeson came back at 133 as well so if fried does stay up that's two there's two returning national champs at 133 133 and 141 probably the two deepest weight classes in division three some some pretty high level guys throughout that uh throughout that weight class just looking at the rankings um but either way you got Preston back two-time defending national champ at the weight come back in for north central and um the other big result though in the semifinal which kind of i mean augsburg did have a, a pretty impressive win against north central and a uh, high regard for north central they have a very solid lineup so seeing that result was pretty eye-opening i thought i thought north central would potentially keep it a little bit closer Right. But Tyler Kim, um, unanimous number one throughout the most of the year at heavyweight, did lose to Robbie Bates um, from North Central. So that was a big win for Bates. He is uh, he was an All-American in 2022 for uh, the Cardinals. And, uh, I was going to say, did he, did he not wrestle last year? He, I don't believe he qualified out of his region last year. Okay. I'm trying to think. And then, and then with, with him this year, is this his first comp, second semester? Oh, no. He's been uh, he's been ranked nationally all year. Okay. He's been like, top 10 all year. Um, he does have a couple of losses, though. Gotcha. Uh, some close losses. But uh, that's a huge win for him. Probably a huge win confidence-wise moving right. forward. Um, obviously, uh, he has been having a very solid career at heavyweight. Uh, national semifinalist back in 2022 to secure his first All-American finish. And then uh, I forget, uh, but I'm almost positive he did not qualify last year out of uh, out of his region. I think it it, it was pretty tough. It was uh, it, it was shocking that he didn't make it out, but um, that's the that, region. That re- yeah, that region is definitely uh, one of the toughest in D3. So, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I remember, I think it was the COVID year, the Ozark Sky, I think his last name was Lee, was ranked first all year at heavyweight, like from beginning to end. And I don't even think he finished top top four in the region. 
So, yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of uh, who gets hot at the right time, you know. Um, yeah. All right. So let's let's dive a little deeper here into this Augsburg Warburg match. So. Not sure what was going on with Augsburg 125 at national duels, but Derek Steele, who is their starter, nationally ranked guy, was not um, wrestling uh, this past this well, not this past weekend, but a couple of weekends ago, he wasn't wrestling in national duels. Maybe he was earlier in the week. Uh, maybe he got hurt. Let me check out all Augsburg's uh, matchups. I don't think he was in at all. I think he. I think he was banged up. For whatever reason, just uh, just to confirm what you were saying, he did not qualify. Took fifth in the region last year. Robbie Bates, thirty four nine on the year. And then who were the top three at that at that weight class last year? The top three. Um, Buke was definitely one of them. He was an All American. So you had Reeves. He won it. Right. Um, Aiello from Dubuque was second, and then it looks like Skull from ACI. Oh, from Augustana, I think. Was yeah, there. He knocked off uh, White Wright of Loris College. So okay. Bates lost on the front side to Damari Dancy. Oh, who's now the heavyweight. He was at Warburg. Now he's at Code now, Dancy. And then... Um, yeah, we're getting a little sidetracked. But, yeah, he was the four seed, you know, taking fifth in the region. So, just like I said, just a really tough region. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but back to it. Yeah, so no steel. So, already if steel's healthy, that's going to be a, a different matchup at 125. Levy also did not wrestle in this match. It was Brett Bir Birchman over uh, Austin Lottenbach, 8-3 to get it going. And um, Joe Pins did his thing, got a tech fall. But the big matches started to come up 141 to 157. These were some pretty – I was watching the match, and it was some pretty tight matches. Mm -hmm. um, so big one, returning national champ Sam Stuhl loses to Kyle Kyler Romero from Wartburg, who has been in the national rankings uh, the last kind of two years, but just been some behind some really good guys, just did not get the nod last year in the postseason. But comes up big – with the 11-4 win over Sam Stewart. Almost a major. Almost a major. Yeah, almost a major. He actually almost pinned him. He uh, hit a he, he hit a suck back late in the match to get four near fall uh, to kind of clinch that clinch that win. So that was huge. So Warper takes the first three matches, jumped up to a big league. And then Charlie Dojin, um on the brink of also upsetting the other stool, that was 5-2 in tiebreaker. Um. Stool ended up getting a takedown late because uh, Dojin actually had the right time. So it was 2-2. Two -two. Dojin had the right time, time advantage. Wow. Dojin had the right time advantage, and Stool ends up taking him down as time expires to win the match, get, get Augsburg on the board. So you think momentum maybe starts to swing back in Augsburg's favor. Blake Jasinski of Augsburg had a huge win over Estrada, returning national finalist, from North Central at 149. He pinned him in the in the uh in the national duel semifinals. But uh Daniel Meeker comes out and uh and shuts that down real quick. He went seven two, convincing win over J Jasinski and uh gets gets the ball rolling back for Wartburg. Um Battle yeah, Ball Americans responds with yeah, responds with a big fall there. Yeah, Battle Ball Americans at 165. 
And uh, to be honest, Fuller was getting the better of this matchup throughout the most of last season. But then uh, it's been all Willis since Nationals last year. Willis ends up beating him last year at Nationals and uh, continues to control that rivalry um, with the first period fall. Um, Mulder versus Godsinger. Mulder wins that battle of All-Americans. But again, staying pretty tight, staying pretty tight. 184, number one, uh, Schwambach Osterman. He wins by major decision. Um, and uh, He has to be a senior at this point, right? I feel like he's been in school forever. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of, I think, uh, fifth-year guys with gotcha. Kim, Osterman. Um, Kim's probably, right, Kim? I think Stuhl. I don't know if Charlie Stuhl is, but I think Sam Stuhl is a, is a, is a senior as well. But anyway, so again, now the match is kind of going back and forth. They're kind of trading blows here. But the national champ from Wartburg, Masoma Endine, with a big 13-3 major decision over Parker Vence. Really no doubt there. He controlled that entire match. The major decision clinches the national dual championship. Um, and then uh, Tyler Kim ended up winning with the first period fall. So 21-19, Wartburg. Again, I oh. think... It says uh, different Tyler Russell this match for Augsburg. Yeah, I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. Um, oh, you were watching Kim Russell? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kim wrestled. Sweet. But either way, just uh outstanding duel. Uh, very fun to watch, very fun to follow. I mean, Battle of Bergs will be also fun. I'm going to be surprised to see some different names in the lineup for both schools um, heading into what that. Was the date? What was the date for that one again, Ant? That will be January 26th, Friday Night Duel out in Minneapolis. Um, but, yeah, credit to the Knights, man. I mean, returning national champs from Augsburg. They returned seven, I believe, All-Americans. Um, so, obviously, heavily favored number one in both polls throughout the year. And uh, Augsburg still number one in the tournament poll, but Wartburg uh, sliding up to that number one spot now in the dual meet poll. Um and then, uh, and then, yeah, just to kind of round out the, the the final results here. So, being the the top eight, we already discussed a little bit, but it went uh, so first was Warburg, second was Augsburg, third was Wisconsin Lacrosse, fourth North Central, fifth Co College, sixth Johnson Wales, seventh Castleton, and eighth Wisconsin Whitewater. Ninth was I want to say TC and J. I think it was TC and J. Oh no, I'm sorry. Bowling Walls ended up in ninth, and TC and J took tenth. So that rounds out the top ten there um, from the Division Three National Duels. But overall, pretty eye-opening results. Uh, definitely big shakeup in the individual rankings. A little shakeup in the dual meet rankings. Um, but all good stuff for uh, for the sport as uh, we uh, kind of kicked off twenty twenty four. Yeah, you know, like some like it looks like I said like some really nice uh, contested matches here, like both team wise and individual wise, and it was a good uh, jump start for the twenty twenty four season for D three wrestling. Yeah, so kind of uh, moving forward here, talking about the Bud White Hill duels, uh, you know. Great event hosted by Lycoming College. This is the weekend after national duels. 16-team field. 
So the way it works there is there is four pools of four teams. You wrestle three dual meets on Friday. And then based on your results, you wrestle two dual meets on Saturday. Um, so the top four pre-seeds based on national on national rankings were Stevens, Wisconsin Claire, uh, Roanoke, and then Lycoming. Um, so going into it, I I I thought pool D would be interesting because the way it kind of shook out, you had Lycoming, who was the pre-seed four, but you also had Washington Lee in there, who's had a great year. They had, the only two losses on the year were to Alvernia and Johnson and Wales. Um, you also had Ohio Northern, who was uh, ranked, uh, who you guys wrestled. Uh, I know you said they had some guys being up, but really good. Ohio Northern are always a pretty strong program from the Central Regional. So I was kind of curious to see who would come out of Pool D. So um, uh, I think uh, I think Washington and Lee really had – I'm not going to say a coming out party. They, they've done a great job. The Generals have been very consistent, you know, mm -hmm. over the last five to six years. And to their credit, too, they didn't have a 125. Um, so they were down 6-0 to start every duel. Oh, wow. um, but they they won their pool pretty convincingly. They knocked off two ranked teams. Um, to They knocked off Lycoming and Ohio Northern to win that pool and to solidify themselves in the championship bracket. The other top three seeds kind of controlled their pools pretty easily. Um, we went 3-0. Uh Roanoke and Eclair kind of went unchallenged um, in their dual meets as well. So, so yeah. So the the, the semifinals were set with Stevens versus Washington Elite, two Southeast teams. Then you have Roanoke, another Southeast team versus Wisconsin Eclair. And uh, man, it was it was it was a great event. Like I said. Uh, like I said, I, I was impressed with Washington Lee, been impressed with Roanoke, what they've been building the last few years. Um, but going into it, I kind of felt like we would have a rematch with Wisconsin and Claire, which uh, that's what it ended up being. And uh, couldn't keep the same result that we had in November. Credit to Claire. Uh, they came and uh, they wrestled well. Our lineup was a little bit different, but not, not an excuse. We, you know, we put our best effort forward and they were the better team that day. So, uh, I think Claire moved to 21 and four on the year in dual meets. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're wrestling a lot. They're very, say that, again. say that again. What was their record? I'm pretty sure they're 21 and four now. Wisconsin. All right. I gotta look at this. I, uh, you can, you can double check, but I we've had a lot of duels this year, but dang. Yeah. We're, we're currently as a team, eight and 12, uh, seven and 12 on the season yeah so that, i mean they went they finished five and oh this past weekend um knocked us off, off yeah, on those hunt, that huntington duels uh 17 and four on the year 17 and four 17 and four yeah well either way still very impressive record um for them with a lot well, of i mean they lost to you guys they lost to wisconsin lacrosse they lost to Campbellsville, who's a very good NAI program. They're ranked seventh in the country, 23-20. And they lost to Augsburg. And they lost to Augsburg. So, yeah. very tough schedule. Fader doesn't mess around. They're going to the Pete Wilson uh, Wheaton Classic. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, they're doing a great job there. Like I said, the WEAC Conference is, should be an, uh, always fun to follow their dual meet season, but their tournament should be really high, uh, highly contested this year.
Yeah, it's going to be good. But um, yeah, I mean, they're 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 hammers hammered. They're one thirty three of Fleetwood. I want to say there the a bunch of the guys were hitting milestones too. I think I think there was a bunch of guys that were getting a hundred hundred career wins. Fleetwood did uh, have one slip up. He did lose to Jude Robeson of Roanoke, um, which big win for for Robeson in uh, in the semifinals for Roanoke. But um, but yeah, Fleetwood looked good. Other than that one match, um, great match by the Roanoke one thirty three. Then you had, uh, I mean, Stricker looks very impressive. Massey yeah, uh, and Cito. That's kind of like their their fab, uh, their fab four. Those four guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they're going to be counting on a lot for uh, NCAA team points um, by the end of the year. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. Stricker and Fleetwood. It wasn't Stricker a major. It was kind of close earlier in the year, right? And that, I mean, I know he kind of pulled away late, but like. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, it was a takedown match back in November, and uh, you know, we Major just was not wrestling uh, his best this past weekend, and Stricker exposed that, um, and he just looked very impressive in all facets, uh, from top to his neutral game. Um, yeah, I mean, undefeated so far, returning national finalist. The guy is uh, this guy's on a roll. Um, and then uh, we did get a little preview on the third and fourth place match with the uh, ODAC. So I'm curious. I'm curious now. So last year, the ODAC, it ended in a three-way tie because it comes down to dual meets. And they all kind of beat each other. Um, Avra beat Roanoke. Roanoke beat Washington and Lee. Washington and Lee beat Avery. So a three-way tie. But now, potentially, um, this this win, I mean, maybe it could help Washington Elite solidify the ODAC title potentially. I mean, does that is that technically though an ODAC sanctioned duel? Like, does that count on the ODAC records? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the ODAC just came back with wrestling, so they're making the rule book up as they go. So, um, well, did they wrestle yet this year? No, that's what I'm saying. It was a preview. They they actually wrestled them this weekend. So they wrestled wash they ended up wrestling Washington League, which going into it, you you hope that that crossover doesn't happen. But the match came down to heavyweight. I don't know when the uh the last time this was updated, but it says here that all teams in the ODAC, so you have Rono Tuno, Aver Tuno, Washington, and Lee 2 0. Okay. But I don't know when the last time I think I think actually this is yeah, I think this is pretty recent. So I don't think it counts on the rec- ODAC record. Mm. Interesting. Which, which would be interesting to see if there is like a. Everyone. Either either way, it's gonna like, like we were talking about Washington. I mean Warburg and Augsburg. The dual meet itself will be probably some different line. Like I said, Washington League hopefully has their one twenty five back. Right. Um, and. Uh, I'm pretty sure Roanoke was wrestling a couple of different guys in that match too. Um, but either way, you could see potentially some different lineups for uh, for that said dual meet. But anyway, it was a great match. Uh, and a Washington, it came down to heavyweight. And um, Washington and Lee, heavyweight, uh, Sadovi, he ends up getting a takedown in overtime to clinch the match. They won 23-18. 
because I think it was 20, yeah, it was 2018 going into that uh, into that match. So Washington and Lee obviously will be in the dual meet rankings uh, moving forward. Um, very impressive run by them. They go four and one. And Roanoke's knocked off some really good teams. So, uh, yeah, they'll obviously be in the top 20 um, the next uh, national dual rankings. So great performance by them. Again, great performance by the Blue Golds. And that was your top four at the Bud White Hill duels. So pretty awesome then, stuff. And then in the, I guess, Constellation pool, five through eight. Yeah. Uh, How Northern Springfield and Cortland. Yep. How Northern um, finished fifth. Good showing out of them. Springfield sixth, Ithaca seventh. Yeah, yeah, the Cortica match for seventh and eighth in uh, Ithaca. Took this one very handily, forty-three to two. Yeah, no, but like I, I said, second day of the event. Yeah, all these, all these dual meets that you're probably seeing later on the year gonna be way different because yeah, they're gonna wrestle again. They're gonna wrestle again. Yeah, they're gonna wrestle again. So, um, but yeah, like you'd be interested in these uh, these repeat duels with the lineup, the the coaching adjustments, all that stuff. But uh, no, really, yeah, really good event as always, like you said. And then um, there was one. Yeah, more we'll connection. quickly uh, wrap with the Virginia duels, which um, the grand ball apparently. That's what. Uh, whenever I was out there at Waynesburg, we I took think the, the I think the the championship duel was Alvernia uh, Town. What Alvernia versus E Town was the championship. Yeah, but I'm saying you, you to what you're saying about being long. Like I'm pretty sure um, the final. Uh, match for them for the American College bracket was at 8 p.m. between Alvernia and e -Town. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was, it was real late. I remember we finished – yeah, because they did our consolation. We took third that year. We didn't leave there till 9. I, I got back home. We got back home like 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it was a long – it's a long, it's a long event. The granddaddy of them all. I think I heard – I think Brian. I think Jason Bryant goes out there and announces. And I heard, oh yeah, Jason I, Bryant originally from Virginia, so whenever he can, he'll he'll go back, get back there, and get on the mic and start letting and start getting it going. But uh, let me oh. um, let me pull up the American College bracket. I got it right here. I got it right here. So oh, okay, okay. So yeah, field of D three teams. So the D three teams in the field were Alvernia, John Hopkins, Marymount, Centenary, Averett. Penn College of Technology and E Town. Okay. You had three advanced to the semis. Alvernia was the one seed. They uh Salem, 55 0, 36 11. They matched up with a really good NAI program called Reinhardt University. And they won that 25 18 to advance to the finals. Then Elizabethtown won 55 0, 34 11. And then Upended Averett in the semis, 26-10. Averett had I will a say this, too, about Elizabethtown. Probably uh, the most under-the-radar team in Division Three. They're good. They they have, like, two or three, like, pretty highly ranked national national ranked guys. And um, they're heavyweight. They're 165-pounder. And, uh, and, yeah, they're scrappy. Um, you know, they're in the Mideast. They, they have a couple of guys that are going to be like on the cusp to qualify. Um, but yeah, they have a pretty good scrappy dual dual lineup. 
Yeah, because uh, like I said, I, I was really impressed with Averett when I was out the at those Cougar duels, and uh, they uh, they um, handled them uh, twenty six to ten. Um, you know, quick they won one, two, three, four, five. They won seven matches out of ten. Um, any upsets? Who won between Waller and Raglan in that match? Great match. Uh, it looked like it looks like Waller won on riding time and ride out. Gotcha. And Raglan had a really good uh, win over Kings to push Avert through. Went to uh, sudden victory, and he won a crazy scramble uh, against a good Kings heavyweight, big kid. That's uh, Division Two, right? Kings. That Kings. Kings two, yes. Um, they're in the Conference Carolinas, uh, Southeast. Or super, they call they call they go by numbers in D two, but it's like the South region. Um, and then I'm trying to see here. No, I mean some good matches. I mean Barrett got him going. Then E Town six three win at forty one nine one win for E Town. Then forty nine Avert responded with the win. Then there was an eight seven win for E Town. You're talking about their 65. He had a major 12-2 over Taylor. Um, big, big swing was the fall at 74. Gannon Smith pinned Mitchell. Um, oh, okay. Over the edge. So, you know, like you said, really uh, really good stuff there. Um, Avery responded by beating Ryan Hart 21-17 for third. So you had a 1-2-3 finish for D3 in a pretty good field with uh, NAI schools and D2s. NAI, D2, club. Um Liberty's a really good club. Apprentice is a really good club. You had Kings University, Belmont Abbey, good D2s in the South region. Reinhardt's a really good NAIA. Um, Frostburg State, uh, new D2 out of Maryland. Um, they had a solid weekend. They finished ninth overall. So, uh, you know, um, really, uh, really impressive stuff here. Um, yeah, and Alvernia, and again, Alvernia controlled that final. They won six of four. The, uh, six four match. They really set the, really the tone early, um, winning uh, the first three matches. Then obviously uh, their guy Leonard, who's having a really good year, got a tech fall. So yep. they were eleven nothing like that. And then Eton Eton responded uh, with a win at forty nine. But then um, a few more hammers for uh, um, Alvernia, Rizak, and Lackman. Uh, big wins, and it was pretty much out of reach at that point. Um, Obviously, there were some good matches in there. Looks like 97 was 3-1 match, good match. Uh, but, no, uh, good weekend for D3 at the Virginia Duels. And, you know, might, uh, you know, get uh, set up Alvernia for uh, the conference tournament this week. Yeah, the Ryan Blount Momentum Mac Conference Championship uh, at your college uh, this Saturday. But, um. So yeah, that's uh that's all the duel results. A lot of duels happening these first few weeks of January. Um, you know, a lot to cover there. So let us know if we missed any any big results. But uh, there was know, a few, there was a few I think. Uh, so we have a few we had a a few D three teams at our tournament here. Um, and um, I'm trying to think. It's probably some wrestling in the open out in Iowa, and then Penn College had a tournament this year. Yeah. Which- Averett and DelVal actually tied. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, especially with tournament scoring. It's crazy to see a tie like that. Yeah. So a lot of teams in action already. 
should be a fun finish. We're going to get into some conference competition, conference tournaments, and then before you know it, here here's regionals. Yeah, and and for for fans uh, listening, um, actually this year the regular season is kind of extended by like an extra week due to the national championships being pushed back. So regional weekend is actually that first weekend in March yeah. this year. Um, is that the same for you in Division Two? Yep. Yeah, we are, so you got we we're only a one day tournament at D two. Um, so we are March second, I believe. You guys are March first and second, and then some other regions are second and third. Gotcha. Yeah, so still still a good bit of the regular season left with the uh, extension of the season. Um, but uh, we hope you enjoyed the discussion and the show and talking about all these results and uh, playing more to come.